Welcome back to the Reseller's Voice. Today we get to speak with Sarah Madeline Vintage. She is a born thrifter. Um, I did not know how much information she had on thrifting and how long she's been thrifting based on her Instagram, but I now know who I'm going to with any questions I have for reselling. Let's get started with today's episode. not gone to Pouch Fest. I had just had a baby, so there was no way I was going. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I asked that because when I was at Pouch Fest, um, there was a couple people I was really excited to meet, and I told them, like, ah, I'm fangirling right now, and they were like, I'm just a regular person. (laughs) I think they were in overload moment, or overload, you know, getting all the fangirl comments, and so I've been trying to think about everyone on Instagram is they're just regular people wearing as many or around the same hats as I am and well, none of us are celebrities but we're just in our small little bubble um, so I don't really consider anyone a celebrity first of all <laughs> my personal uh... Um, well first of all tell us your your Instagram handle your Poshmark store name <clears throat> and everywhere that we can find you sure. and a little bit about yourself so I'm Sarah. Um, I go by Sarah Madeline for my business. Um, and so my Instagram name is Sarah Madeline Vintage. Um, I love vintage items, but I sell kind of everything. And then my Poshmark is Sarah Madeline's, um, kind of like Sarah Madeline's Closet, but just all one word, Sarah Madeline's. And yeah, I also sell on eBay and Depop and Etsy. And so I'm sure if you search Sarah Madeline on any of those, you'll find me. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You definitely have branched out way more than I have. I I feel like I have so pigeonholed myself into Poshmark, and I know that it's going to come and haunt me in, you know, (laughs) July and August if I don't get out there and change it up a little bit. So I'm really working hard on cross-listing. I just started the paid vendue, so. When I was a kid, I remember me and my neighbor friends we gathered our items that we didn't want anymore and we went door to door in our apartment complex and we tried to sell them and I don't know where we got that idea um I we just realized that our stuff had value and we could get money and we could get more stuff so what got you started reselling or have you always been you know a thrifter and flipper (laughs) um (laughs) If you could say someone was born doing it, (laughs) that would be me. And then I had a sleepover when I was 12 with my friends with the intention of having a garage sale the next morning. Like I invited my friends over to have a garage sale. So I'm not really sure. My mom is thrifty, but not like me. Like she gives up really easily. So I'm not really exactly sure where I got it from. But And then in college, I opened an eBay account and started selling my, my books on it. Um, my college books, cause they were so expensive. I was like, well, I need to get some money back, um, when I don't need them anymore. Um, so really I've been doing it for a long time. 
as a hobby. And then uh, I went to a garage sale, or it was a rummage sale at a church when I was also in my 20s, and I found a $2 gunny sacks dress, and I brought it home, and it didn't fit me, and I was so sad because I loved it. And I put it on eBay on auction, um, and it sold for $52, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> and so anytime I needed extra cash, I would throw something up items like cameras or whatever gifts I didn't like. I got my feet wet with eBay many years ago, back when they didn't even require pictures for their listings. And then see, I went to work for a nonprofit when I was in my mid-20s, and they would get a lot of excess donations. And I asked them if we could start selling the items because we were always fundraising. And I was like, if we can sell this item that our clients don't need and pay for the grocery budget like wouldn't that be great um and eventually they let me open and run a thrift store for them and so I ran that for almost four years started it and ran it and I was already into resale and vintage but it gave me a lot more knowledge um and so I have a lot of Sometimes I price things too low because I have this thrift store mindset that I can't get rid of. (laughs) That's a bad problem. (laughs) I know, right? I'm I'm learning. Um, Definitely have had good flips now that I know better. But um, so, yeah. And then I worked with that nonprofit for seven years until I had my son. And then... Um, none of my clothes fit anymore after I had my son and I just felt really like oh I need all these new clothes and I just need to like feel confident about myself after having a baby and um, how do I and I didn't have a budget for this so how do I like make it happen and I went to a church rummage sale and I found all these great things for like a dollar and I was like okay I'm just it's time to start reselling I've always wanted to have like a vintage store but having a brick and mortar store isn't exactly where the economy is going anymore. So one of my friends told me about Poshmark and it was so easy to list on there, um, even though I had experience with eBay. And so I was doing a little bit of eBay and then I kind of just went full throttle into Poshmark and then have just kept going. So, and that was almost four years ago. That's awesome. That's so great. Um, So you definitely, you love vintage. And, and um, I think you, you also do um, like silver, silver smithing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've sold, I've make, I've made and sold jewelry for probably 15 years. And um, that my goal was to stay home with my son and ramp up my jewelry business which was always part-time um on the side of my nonprofit work and so I was like kind of ramping up jewelry um but I am a kind of person that needs to have a lot going on even if it's stressful <laughs> so <laughs> I was like oh I'm gonna start reselling so I was using my personal um we call it blow money my personal spending money each month to turn it into more money to to buy things for myself basically my shopping budget was just growing bigger and bigger and my husband's like it's still your time and so let's roll your resale business into your jewelry business because I have an LLC and it can Mm -hmm. so it can umbrella anything that I put under it basically um 
And so, yeah, all of it's under my LLC and I do resale and vintage and I've made cards that kind of have both in them and they do play off each other a lot, which is nice. Like I like to upcycle vintage pieces, but I do metal smithing and beadwork and all kinds of jewelry making. That's awesome. I um I just picked up a a backdrop for some of my jewelry. It's um like an olive board, and okay. then it has uh, resin over it. Oh nice. Um, it was from Intrinsic oh. and True Art, and I like I am so excited to list some of the jewelry that I got. None of it is you know vintage or upcycle. <laughs> Um, I actually found a lot of it on um, like a police auction um, site. So I decided I would, you know, set a budget and I could get, you know, this, you know, that much jewelry. And then once it started selling or whatever, then I could, you know, get more because that police auction site is so addicting. (laughs) It's like, I could get it for so cheap, but um, jewelry is definitely hard to sell on Poshmark. So I'm going to have to figure out ways to, to make it work just a little bit better Um, for vintage stuff. What, like what era are you interested in and what is your favorite vintage item? Excuse me. Um, Let's see. I mean, I like all of it. It's harder to find pre-1950s. So anytime I find anything older than that, I get excited. Um, but probably before the 70s is, is fun and exciting. But I'll pick up now 80s and 90s are trending again. So I'll pick up all of it, really, especially if it's a good price. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. Obviously, the weirder, the better. And really quick about jewelry, I often look at what is selling on Poshmark. If you just type in, if you go to all mm-hmm. and do the space bar, on, if you have an iPhone, I'm not sure if you know this, but then you can click what sold and just flip, like kind of scroll through what's selling. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is except jewelry and accessories. And so I don't, it's funny that people say it's hard to sell. I don't think that it is. <laughs> Um, I think people like, if they don't need clothes, they're going to look for an accessory. So I think, yeah, I've, I've definitely like, I've definitely purchased quite a few jewelry and accessories, um, myself. And it's just for, for whatever reason, I don't know if I need to share it more often than there's just, there's, there's some quirk about it that I find that I, whatever I purchased was not, is not selling right now. And maybe it's the pictures or maybe it's uh, I don't know. I have to explore it. (laughs) Um, So what, other than the fact that you are a born reseller and it's in your blood, (laughs) what is your why? Why do you continue to, um, to do reselling? um, Especially now that your, your son is in preschool and you could potentially go work that nine to five. Like what keeps you, what keeps you reselling? Um. So my staying, I still stay home with my son three days a week. Preschool is um, two half days right now. Next year, he'll be in there pre-K full time. So that'll be nice. But um, just being able to stay at home, we'd like to expand our family. Um, We also manage an Airbnb in our backyard. We have like a studio. So being able to be flexible and go do that laundry. 
it's just kind of everything. Like we knew that when we had a family, it'd be best if I could stay home with them for our family and, and just be able to pour into them and just be with them all the time. Um, and then I just enjoy being able to create and like Poshmark is like, it feels like having your own store. Like you get to curate your items and make connections, build a following. Um, you kind of get to have it all, even though that sounds cheesy, like get my own store and I get to stay home. Like it just, all of the things <laughs> you can really build an income. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you're definitely a jack of all trades, Airbnb <laughs> on top of all the platforms and jewelry making. Oh my gosh. Um, so I just, I just don't clean my house. That's how I do it all. <laughs> I see. I see. I, I try to constantly fight my house battle. Um, and I have moved all of my inventory out of my house, which has been very helpful, but my, um, my toddler is a wild child. I've mentioned it a couple times, like on Instagram, uh-huh. but his favorite playtime activity is trying to destroy my house. So <laughs> if I still have a house by the time he's 18, I think I'm just going to be the happiest person alive. Right. So, um, just... What would you say is your best flip to date? Um, well, first of all, this year, my goal is to get comfortable with big flips like and by big I mean hundreds of dollars <clears throat> I've had some 100 and 200 dollar flips um that I'd like to expand <laughs> into hundreds of dollar flips and some of that is being comfortable to ask for that money um because I kind of get impatient and drop prices and um doubt myself but <clears throat> I'd say one of my best flips was I accidentally, um, so I had it on Etsy and eBay. It was a 1960s Danish teak, um, like, swivel platter. Mm-hmm. And I got it for $6, and it sold for, I believe, 180 Wow. <clears throat> and I accidentally marked that I could ship worldwide on it. I don't know how I did that. Because oh. I usually, usually for Etsy, I just do within the U.S. Because um, they don't have a global shipping right. center like right. eBay. Um, eBay makes it super easy to ship worldwide. But Etsy, you have to do a little bit, not too much more work. It's really not that hard. But I was intimidated. But anyways, it sold to France, someone in France. And it they paid like 80 or or $100 to ship it. So, <clears throat> Wow. Anyways, I, that, was a, that was a really good flip. That is a really good flip. Yeah. That's and awesome. Um, so, and this is kind of going back to your your jack of all trades and, and you have <laughs> your fingers and everything. How do you manage your schedule? Because you're still home with your son three days a week. Yeah. Um, I'd love to give you this great schedule. I don't have one. I just kind of, when, if we do a date of play date, like a day of play days and errands the next day. Um, I'll just try to photograph and list as much as I can. I try to keep a small death pile as they call it. Um, And it's really just finding time. And as a busy mom for me, giving myself grace when I don't get something done um, that I want to. 
there's no good answer except for I stay up a lot late and have my me time and work on things <laughs> and, and drink a lot of coffee <laughs> yeah I'm kind of a free spirit so routines are not my thing I'm I'm sure I'd be more productive if I had a routine but I, I think I think you sound like you're being pretty productive <laughs> you're putting all the rest of us to shame um so but trying to find ways to outsource or like combine errands is important like I'm trying to get my husband to allow us to pay someone to help with house cleaning so I don't feel so bad about it. Um, but we bought like a Roomba vacuum, which is helping keep the floors clean and just kind of whatever I can delegate so that I can work on my business is helpful. Yeah, um, definitely outsourcing is good. And especially tasks that either A, take you a long time or B, are my- below your pay grade um, that's my favorite one yeah. I'm always so I uh, one of my other favorite podcasts is uh, James Wedmore and he's always talking about well if it's below your pay grade and I'm like yes right. that's below my pay grade <laughs> right and if you don't enjoy doing it like right my husband I'm like can we please just hire a yard person so that you because he spends all day on Saturday puttering around the yard and I'm like you could spend time our son helps him too but I'm like you could spend time with your son we could go do something fun um because I'm like you at this point (laughs) it would be we would be saving money hiring somebody yeah yeah like what your what your time is worth right the time value of money um so you have a studio that's your Airbnb so where do you have your air quotes posh posh space set up or like how do you have your inventory and work area set up sure so we have just a little three-bedroom house so my son is in one bedroom and then the third bedroom we've turned it into my like total workspace so we have our regular computer and then a jewelry workbench and then I have about three shelves for my inventory and so everything's kind of um like the clothes are in bins in their little plastic bags and shoes are in bins and then hard goods and then I kind of also my husband doesn't like this but I kind of like if it's not listed yet I kind of keep it in the laundry room which is um a separate little building outside of our house um so it's a little bit all over and I'd love to have the studio for myself, but we're making good income on it. Yeah, I don't know if I could give up that Airbnb space <laughs> for, for a studio. But once, once you for the once you start collecting that paycheck, it's you're like okay. And then we also let family stay in there about one or two months of the year. So yeah. Um, but five year plan is to add on to the back of our bedroom an office space so that the third bedroom could be utilized as a bedroom again. Hmm. and so we're saving for that so we can pay cash that's awesome so you're you're you keep um you keep hinting and I'm I'm starting (laughs) to believe that you are a Dave Ramsey fan oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, we someone bought it as a wedding gift so we came back from our honeymoon and went straight to the start of the nine-week Dave Ramsey course (laughs) that's awesome it's, I definitely find that a lot of resellers and a lot of drifters are definitely under um, like the financial independence, retire early fire plan or Dave Ramsey. So right. um, it's, it's, it's a, it goes hand in hand. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a mind shift that happens and it's our time has value, our stuff has value. Um, if we work this hard now, we don't have to work this hard later. Yeah. Or reselling, in my mind, offers, because I've been doing it so long, I'm like, there's always room for reselling of any capacity. So you can always make a side income while you're retired, reselling something, <laughs> finding what people want to buy and reselling it. Yeah, definitely. So if you're out and you're out in the wild thrifting and you see somebody else who you know is a fellow reseller, their cart <laughs> is piled high, right. <laughs> it's dollar day, and you know they're about to drop $300 dollar day, how, what is your internal monologue and then what is, like, what is your actual physical action? That's funny. If, it depends on if they look approachable. Yesterday there was, I went, I stopped at a store really quick that was having a great sell and a lot of things that I decided not to get. She was just, she was just throwing them in her cart. I'm like, she's not even checking comps, but she, no one buys 50 items. That's not a reseller. Right. Right. (laughs) And she like, was like my age, you know, my, she looked like my demographic, like the same demographic, et cetera. So, uh, I, should have talked to her and my inner monologue was like gonna say oh what platform do you like (laughs) what reseller platform um yeah usually I'll strike up a conversation and I've actually Phoenix I live in a big city Phoenix and we have a big reseller community out here I've run into quite a few every time I'm, I'm at a state sale or even Goodwill I'll run into a thrifting friend or someone I follow on Instagram um and I usually try to talk to everybody because I don't I think it's weird to be following someone on Instagram (laughs) or to maybe share the same profession and not talk to them right right um I I was actually I I don't normally talk to other resellers I've definitely like saw the you know saw them seen them in the parking lot and been like oh (laughs) no no I gotta get in there first but Uh and then you know then I just kind of keep my head down and work but um, I, I definitely am getting to that. I'm a little bit more, uh, a little bit more brazen and like, Hey, who are you? Who are you on Instagram? What platform do you sell on? Right. We're probably like, we... Whoa, lady, calm down. <laughs> it's networking and they're your coworker and yeah. we can, we can view it as an opportunity to connect. Um, I think it's always a good thing. Yeah, it's definitely fun. I'm, I'm finding it to be more and more fun, especially as, I come, I mean, I feel like I'm, I am definitely an introvert, but I, you know, it, it's been this 18 month long, almost two year long process now that where I'm kind of like coming out of my introverted shell because I'm, I'm definitely feeling like there is so much support and, you know, like everybody is, you know, just as excited about it as I am. They just, you know, everybody's right. kind of quiet about it, but, you know, and then you start to, you know, talk with people and, um, get business ideas or ask them questions. And I, I just, I really, really love it. So on that note, how would you say is the best way to increase profits? Hmm. Well, that is the question of the year, I think for everybody. <laughs> um, but definitely consistency. A lot of the platforms have algorithms about listing, like the more you list, the more sales you'll see. Um, 
And then just offering good customer service, like shipping quickly will bring return customers. Um, but also just looking for keeping your mind open, not being limited type of thing to sell because um, the market's always changing. So I don't know. I would say since I'm like last year, I decided I don't have a lot of room to store items, but I'm going to buy all the jackets I see in the spring and the summer that I think have good resale value. Um, and I felt like that made me hundreds of dollars more than, than I made the year before. Cause I was like, well, I'm going to make this work because this is what people buy and I'm getting them at a good price. And then I can, you know, just being open and flexible, trying new things, yeah. keeping cost goods down, buying out of season for the next season is, is a wonderful way to do that. If you can, if you have the capital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have um, any tips that you would give any brand new resellers or reminders for us resellers, you know, who are a little bit more seasoned, but have forgotten the basics? <laughs> uh, I think I don't know if that's a good question. That's two different. I would give a new seller a different um, board of advice than an older seller. I'm not sure if I would give an older seller <laughs> advice, but a new seller, I would say just start, just start putting things up there and get it going and you'll learn quickly. Um, and Google is your friend. You can Google most of your questions or look for a YouTube video on them. So just use the resources at your, at your fingertips. And even for seasoned sellers, you're asking about a big, the biggest flip that I've had, I'm about to hopefully have a very big flip. Um, and a lot of it, like I found a pair of old Levi's and I'm, they're on eBay currently. Um, but I had to Google the heck out of them <laughs> to identify their era and then watch YouTube videos on really fine tuning what era they were from. Um, and so just always be willing to do the research and educate yourself. Yeah, I, I think I saw those Levi's on some of your Instagram stories, and I'm really excited to kind of find out the ending of the story for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so my final question is, um, if you were to be able to go thrifting with a celebrity reseller, who would you go thrifting with and where would you go? Um, maybe I'd go shopping with Chloe Pops Tags. Um, I don't know if you follow. I Chloe. do not know Chloe Pops tags. I'm gonna have to go follow them. Well, she she had she had a baby last year, um, so she had not as much. But she was always she would like try on inventory, the thrift store over her clothes, and then like get up on carts and dance. And she just seems like she'd be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> where just, would like, where would make you it- take her? We can be serious and we can have fun. Um, oh, anywhere. Any thrift store is fine. I've, I'll rummage through people's garages, state sales, the bins. I'll go, I go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. That's just like me. I'm like, um, the, the other day I was at uh, Savers in kind of a neighboring town. And on the way home, I saw um, 
like a church thrift store that I had never seen before. And I was like, wait a second. How does that exist? I swear I have Googled every thrift store in a 40 minute radius. <laughs> well, the tr- a lot of church ones are not on Google Maps. Well, Sarah, you have been um, absolutely informational, and I would expect it since you are, you know, a wealth of knowledge. Um, And thank you for coming on the podcast. I am really excited to find out about your Levi's journey. And um, I will be sure to uh, tag you and and all of your places in the Instagram um, post that I put up. That's where we do our show notes. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to watch your podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Um, I, yeah, it was just great to talk to Sarah. We had a little bit of a hard time connecting. Um, we totally played the posh mom life, trying to get connected between kids and work and everything else. So I'm glad we finally got this episode recorded and uh, out to you guys Um, yeah be sure to follow her on Instagram Sarah Madeline Vintage and her Poshmark name is Sarah Madeline's Vintage Um, yeah I hope you guys have a great rest of the week feel free to leave a review for me Um, As podcasters, we don't get a whole lot of feedback. Um, There's no analytics necessarily to be seen. Um, So your feedback is really important. You can reach me either at my personal Instagram, which is April underscore at Cloven Caddis, or you can reach me on the podcast's Instagram, which is a reseller's voice. Um, You could also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. There's a couple out there, but I would love a couple more. And um, next week we have something special coming your way, so I'm looking really forward to that. And uh, yeah, ta-ta for now.